your nails. Good morning. Good morning. Today is December the 28th, the year of our Lord, 2023. This is Daybreak Live, and it's Thursday. Woo! It's time to lift our hearts to Jesus. It's time to break some holy bread. Grab your coffee and your Bible. Good morning, good morning, good morning. We'll play a song while you guys get on here. Two, three, one, two, three. Sing a song of celebration. Lift up a shout of praise for the bridegroom.
Amen. You know what? I'm not sure we shouldn't do our version of that song on the next album. Think about it. I like that. Y'all like that song? I love that song. You guys like that song? No, you don't? No, you do? But think about it, you know. It could be right out, come on right after uh, Ain't No Grave Gonna Hold This Body Down, right? We will dance on the streets at a go. Yeah. You think? What do you think? What do you guys think? We're open to suggestions. I am so glad you enjoyed it, Miss Peggy. Thank you so much. And we really do thank you so much for supporting us and helping us. And, and uh, you're such a blessing to our family. Charles, you love that song? Yeah. Couldn't you imagine that on a, on a CD album right after Ain't No Grave Gonna Hold This Body Down and then We Will Dance on the Streets That Are Golden. Right? I just think it's cool. Anyway, love you guys. Thank you for being here this morning. We're gonna try to get to the end of this chapter. Why? Because I really want to. Tomorrow is the last day break of the year. Hello, it is the last day. I'm kidding. It's the last day break of the year. It was booby trapped. I'm sorry. Booby trapped. Last day break of the year, and I want to talk about unity. Uh, I, I've got on my heart. I want to talk about unity, right? And uh, look at some scriptures, and uh, hopefully something to go out of this year, thinking about for next year. So we're going to try to uh, finish chapter. 27. Here's what I'd like for you to do today. If you would not mind doing this, would you type in where you're watching from? Where you're watching from. It doesn't matter where. So, and it doesn't matter what time of the day. You say, well, I, I don't get to watch it late. So many of you guys, matter of fact, the majority of you guys are not on here with us live. And you watch it later. You watch it 10 o'clock. You watch it 12 o'clock. You watch it 7 o'clock at night. Uh, you watch it 11 o'clock at night. And I understand that. But if you want mine, would you punch in where you're watching from, like the state and things like that, just just out of curiosity, just out of curiosity, uh, something that hit me earlier. Uh, and I know we've got some from Pakistan and Haiti and uh, Kenya. Uh, but, yeah, if you want mine, just kind of type in whatever time you watch this, would you just type in where you're watching from? Which country, if it's a different country? Which state, if it's a different state? All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So we got to verse 20 yesterday. And verse 20 really, uh, in my mind, brings us to, uh, well, I mean, kind of all of our problem. I mean, when we talk about the fallenness of mankind, and the problem of humanity, God created man upright, the scripture says. And there's a lust of the eyes, right, that took place with Adam and Eve in the very beginning. And, and God gave all, I mean, plenty of food, total fellowship with God. Everything was perfect. But God did the unthinkable, not you know, he, he he gave man free choice. He gave us a choice. And in Adam, we all fail. And when Adam, Eve fell, but Adam was the one that was commanded. God had commanded him, do not touch that tree. And he knew better, but he did it. 
and he took and he ate and he began dying and spiritual death took place and separation between him and God, fellowship between him and God took place. And we know this because when God comes walking in the garden in the cool of the day, Adam and Eve hide themselves. Why would they hide from God? God's their father. God's their creator. Why would they hide? It's because of the shame. Shame makes us want to hide. It's just like a little kid right now, or me when I was a little child, when I was a little kid, and I was going to do something that I knew was wrong, and I would hide in a corner, or, you know, I would want to do it so that it's not seen, or you sneak that chocolate into your room, right? Or you go into your kid's room and you find candy bars and stuff, <laughs> things stuffed everywhere. That's It's the same thing, right? And so we all have a fallen nature. Well, verse 20 pretty much sums up that fallen nature in all of us. Now, it says the eyes of man. And there's no doubt that's true, okay? It says, hell and destruction are never full. So here, in the Hebrew, it would say, Sheol and Abaddon, and Abaddon is never full. You can't fill them. You know, it's like the, the hell hath enlarged itself. By the way, hell was created. Can you guys answer this? Why was hell created? Anybody? For Satan and his angels. For the, Jesus, Yeshua said, for the devil and his angels. It was not created for man. It was created for the rebel, the rebellion, and those who rebelled against God, angels that rebelled against God and left their first estate as well. Now, some of those angels were so bad that the Bible teaches us they're locked up. Some are bound up and locked up. Some are already in the bottomless pit. Okay? But even as it says, hell and destruction are never full, it gives you this idea of the bottomless pit, right? The Bible talks about this bottomless pit, Tartaro. It's, it's this bottomless, endless hole, right? It's and it's that same typology. It's that same thought. It's never full. Okay? You can't fill it up. But it was created for the devil and his angels. The problem is, is now fallen mankind is going to join with the devil and his angels. Right? So here's the truth that we live in now. And this is why we preach the gospel of the good news. You know, right now I'm looking for tracks. I'm looking for Spanish tracks to take to Honduras. Week, week and a half, two weeks, something like that. We're going to be leaving out for Honduras. And we'll be preaching to uh, the people down in Honduras, up in the villages. And here's what, why do we go and preach the gospel to people? Because we're not saying you might fall. That's not the reality. The reality of us now is everybody is fallen. Everybody are sinners. We don't have to try to sin. We're sinners by nature. I mean, we see that in an infant. It grows and it's, it's just within us. We're, we're sinful beings. And this verse 20 gives another allegory of that. It says, so the eyes of man are never satisfied. Where does fornication come from? Where does adultery come from? Where does stealing come from? Where does all, all the laws that God had to give man? Why? Because the eyes of man are never, we're never, we're never satisfied. That in and of itself is sinful, isn't it? Now, that's not to say that you cannot be satisfied in the Lord because you can. The Lord and the Holy Spirit can satisfy you like nothing else upon this earth. 
But I'm going to tell you something, okay? I've walked with the Lord for a while now, and I'm just going to tell you truth as your brother. You don't walk up close to the Lord. You get distant from the Lord, and your eyes will start not being satisfied again. And it takes nothing to you're not satisfied with your home. You're not satisfied with your car. You're not satisfied with the money in your account. You're not satisfied with your guitar. You're not. I mean, it doesn't matter. You just fill in the blank. The eyes are never full. They always want, 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 want. That's why people spend so much money. There was this uh, study that come out of how many people, how much debt people went in during this season, the Christmas season. Because a lot of people bought things that they're going to have to pay for for a long time. Why, why do we do those kind of things? Because, and I didn't do those things, but why do we as a people, as a culture? Because our eyes are never full. We want, you know, we think we're happy and then we see what he's got. We see what she's got. And we're like, oh, I want that. Oh, I want that. I mean, that's just how we are, right? And uh, tell me your thoughts. I'd love to know what you think about this proverb right here. And about the eyes of man never being satisfied. Don't you think that's kind of a one of the foundational principles of all of our sin? Okay. So... Can you be satisfied? Absolutely. But only as you walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Galatians. Book of Galatians. Chapter 5. Walk in the Spirit. You will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now, outside of walking in the Spirit, it's only walking in the Spirit that you go, you know what? I'm okay. I'm all right. I got everything I need. Amen. All right. Verse 21 says, Though you grind a fool in a, in a mortar with a pestle along with crushed grain, <laughs> yet his foolishness will not depart from him. Man, Solomon, Solomon's using some uh, pretty rough uh, allegory here. Grind a fool in a mortar or crushed with a pestle, you know, like crushing grain, separating the husk from the kernel, right? The chaff from the wheat. And so you're, it's like grinding. So we grind and separate. Thing. Yet foolishness will not depart from him. In other words, the fool is going to continue in his foolishness. Well, what kind of hope is there? But God, Sister Kay says this often, but God, right? But God, God, it's it's impossible with man to separate foolishness from a fool. Can't do it. That's what that's all Solomon's saying. There's no way to do it. Foolishness is going to be there. Okay. Uh you know, silver and gold, we talk about it being refined and you can get the dross off, but it doesn't matter what you do to a fool. His foolishness remains unless he turns in repentance to the Lord and God gives him a new heart. Amen. And he puts a new spirit within us. It's the only way. It's the only way. Amen. Did I read the wrong one? I read the wrong one, didn't I? Let's go back to 21. Because I talked about 22. Sorry, saints. 
I looked down at the Bible, and I and I was thinking twenty two, but I put up for you twenty one. Twenty one is the refining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold. That's why that was in my head. And a man is valued by what others say of him. I even put in the title, uh, the value of a good name. It's it, it's this is one of the things that the Lord Jesus Yeshua tells us also. Let our light so shine among men. Why? That they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. You can't be saved by your good works, okay? You're not good enough. Neither am I. You will never, ever, ever be good enough to get to heaven. It won't happen. Christianity is different than every other religion. All religions are trying to pray enough, do enough alms, do enough whatever, to work our way up and get into heaven. Christianity says nobody's good. Everybody's fallen short. God came down to save us. So we're saved by virtue of the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, on the cross of Calvary. His payment paid for us in full. That's how we're saved, by repentance and faith receiving him as our Lord and Savior. But now, as I have received him now, and now he's my Savior, okay? Now I'm supposed to walk in the Spirit. I'm supposed to walk in the Spirit and let my light shine before men so that they might see my good works and glorify our Father in heaven, okay? So don't let anybody tell you that good works is not important in a Christian's life. The only, the thing we must be sure people know is you can't be saved by your good works. Why do we say that? Because even in your best intentions, you still have some wrong intentions in your heart. We're, none of us are perfectly, have perfectly the right motive all the time. We're all sinners, okay? But we are saved by grace through faith that not of ourselves, it's a gift of God there in Ephesians, it tells us. But we're created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So we have good works to walk in. And it's vitally important that we walk in them. Okay? We need to, because a good name, okay, when we become Christians or Messianics, okay, we take the name of Messiah upon ourselves, we say, we say, I'm a Messianic, or I'm a Christian. Same word, just different way of saying it. I'm a Christian. You're saying, I've taken now the name of Christ. He's my Lord. He's my Savior. Now, don't take that name in vain. It's you're, We are wed to him. He becomes the husband of the church. The church is the body of Christ. He's the head. And now we've taken his name, and we don't need to take it in vain. Okay? And it matters what other people say about us. Okay, We need to get to the point where everybody is not saying that the church is full of hypocrites. <laughs> yes, there's hypocrites that come to the assembly. <laughs> that It is true, uh, but the reality is there's a lot of unsaved people that come too, right? But the true born-again Christians should be, we should be walking out our faith. And you have the fruit of the Spirit that helps you to walk out. The, the Spirit is given to us to empower us, to empower us to walk out our faith. 
Amen. So, we'll skip 22 because I did that a minute ago. <laughs> there it is for you guys, but we already talked about it. Let's go now to the final group. Now, 23 through 28 is all one section. Excuse me. It's all one section. And it's talking about stewardship. It's talking about being a good steward uh, with what God has given you. And so I put like two verses at a time in here, so we will do it that way. Starting with verse 23. Be diligent to know the state of your flocks and attend to your herds. Now, your flocks and your herds in Proverbs here, that's your bank account. That's your money. Your flocks and your herds is your livelihood. Okay? You might have a little gold and silver tucked away. But your real livelihood is in your flocks and your herd. That's what's going to provide everything for you. And that's what this is talking about, verse 24. For riches are not forever, nor does a crown endure to all generations. So attend to your flocks and herds. Be good stewards of what God has given you. And let me just add, being a good steward of what God has given you means by faith we are giving to His kingdom work, right? We need to be giving to His work, okay? That is also being good stewards. But be good stewards of what God's given you. Riches are not forever, okay? They're, they're temporary. They're temporary. You do not take any of your wealth into heaven. Neither do I. Then it says, nor does a crown endure to all generation. Kings come and go. Kings come and go. Okay, let's bring this up to the date. Presidents come and go. If we listen to the news, and if you were to, if you were not just believing the Lord and trusting the Holy Spirit, and all you do is listen to the news, you're going to be scared to death of everything going on. I mean, they they want to, they want you to think that tomorrow. nothing's going to be here anymore. You know, but here's, they, this has been happening ever since I was a little boy. People have been battling and arguing over this. Presidents come and go. Here's, here's Brother Scott's teaching. Pray. Seek God. Get out and vote. And yes, most of the time, you got to vote for the less of two evils. I believe that. I believe that. We have a voice, and our voice is given by our vote. Do what you can, but don't trust in your vote, and don't trust in those in power. Trust in the Lord. The Lord is the only one we can trust in. Okay? And 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 the Lord will still have his hand upon us when everything around us is falling apart and going up in smoke. So we don't trust in politicians. Okay? We don't trust in money. We don't trust in gold and silver. We don't trust in our flocks and herds, but we do attend to our flocks and herds. Next verse, 25. When the hay is removed and the tender grass shows itself and the herb of the mountains are gathered in, and are sowing and reaping. It's just talking about the reaping here. Sowing and reaping. When they're gathered in, verse 26, the lambs will provide your clothing and the goats the price of a field. So the lambs are going to use the wool and make clothes out of them. The goats, that's like money in the bank. That's money in the bank. Goats are money in the bank. You can eat the goats, or you get milk for the goats. 
you know. Probably a live goat's going to feed you longer. <laughs> but the goats, the price of a field, you can take, you can, your goats can buy you land, right? Next verse. You shall have enough goats milk for your food, for the food of your household and the nourishment of your maid servants. So this is saying be a good steward. Remember riches come and go. Okay? King, just like kings come and go. Riches do not endure forever. They're sowing and there's reaping. Be sure you're part of the sowing so that you are part of the reaping. And remember to attend to your flocks and your herds because they're going to provide food and raiment. And didn't Yeshua say, having food and raiment, be content? Didn't, didn't he say that? Having food and raiment, be content. Right? So they're going to provide clothing. They're going to be money for you. You need to be sure to be a good steward of what it is God has given you. Uh, milk. They're going to give you milk for your food. Matter of fact, did you know this? Now, I grew up all my life drinking cow's milk. But according to the, all the studies I've seen, you know, goat's milk is much better for you than cow's milk. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. Much better for you and easier for your body to digest, studies show. Uh, we never did have goat's milk. I bet some of you guys on here did, but we didn't. Uh, goat's milk for your food for your household in other words be sure the last as we finish this chapter be sure to take care of your home take care of your home okay attend to your flocks attend to your herds and take care of your household amen glory hallelujah thank you guys for being here this morning uganda east africa thank you brother thank you for telling us Amen. Yes, drank it when I was with my first child, right? <laughs> Just the thought of drinking goat's milk. What was the thought? Good or bad, Sister Peggy? <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for being here this morning. The Lord loves you. And I just pray that the Lord blesses you and keeps you, makes his face shine upon you and is gracious unto you that he will lift up his countenance upon you and give you shalom. May you be blessed in the name of our Father. Thank you for being here. We will say the Lord's Prayer and jump off. Are you ready? Mama, are you ready? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Hot. Love you guys. Love you, love you, love you. Lord willing, we will see you, or you will see me, in the morning. Bye, guys.